Good Charlotte, some clean, wholesome fun from 1979 at quarter to seven here at 92.9. How are you, JB, here on this Wednesday? Thanks to Country Auto's GWM Havel. 60% of people who own one of these don't use it for its intended purpose. What is it? 676-2299. That is our brain starter this morning. Michael going with an angle grinder. No, not an angle grinder. Anita going with a hammer. <laughs> no, I don't... What other use is there for an angle grinder other than grinding stuff? And not on an angle, because I don't think that's why it's got the name angle grinder. See, what, what other use would you have for an angle grinder other than that, Michael? I'm, cu <laughs> I'm very curious. I think I've only used an angle grinder once in my life, and that was probably year 10 woodwork class, but I'm, cu <laughs> I'm curious. As I get it from Anita. You've got other uses for a hammer other than just hammering in a nail. Um, but an angle grinder, what other use have you got for that? But anyway, have a crack at this. 60% of people who own one of these don't use it for its intended purpose. What do you think it is? 676-2299. Get it right or make me laugh at JJ's Pizza. All yours. I love this. A bored security officer got really bored on his night shift in a um, Russian art gallery. And he decided to draw eyes on a significant modern art painting valued at $1 million on his first day on the job. What a great first day. He lost his job because he wanted to do something other than safeguard the gallery's artwork from similar vandalism. Ironically, the Anna Leposkia painting three figures was defaced at the Yeltsin Center in West Central London. It's a, uh, a painting that has three figures in it that have no faces on them. Until the 60-year-old security officer decided to draw eyeballs on the faces of two of the three figures with a ballpoint pen. The Yeltsin Center claimed in a statement that the employee of a private security organization painted eyes on the figure. The damage was done with a ballpoint pen. However... Thankfully, the ink, well, unthankfully, I guess, in one way, the ink had slightly pierced the paint layer because the titanium white color used to paint the faces was not sealed with varnish, which was common uh, with the case of ab abstract paintings at the time. Fortunately, though, the security guard drew using a pen that did not use excessive pressure, so the overall relief of the strokes was not disrupted. So they're going to be cleaning and footing the bill for the restoration, which they're looking at around about 250,000 rubles, which I know sounds exp <laughs> I know sounds expensive, but it's actually only about 2,000 pounds. 38, morning all. Morning. How are we, Jared oh. Ames? Morning, morning. We're all here at Good. the same time, kind of-ish. Late career change we're looking at this morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you kind, you kind of attempted one, I, I guess, Ames, didn't you? It. Yeah, you, you tried it, you learned that the late like, career... You're the opposite. Olivia's done a late career change, and so far, one weekend, she's loving it. Yep. Yeah. You did a career late career change out of radio into something else, and you hated it, so you're back into radio again. Oh, I, I liked it. Yeah. And then it got too much. <laughs> too much? Too much. What do you mean too much? And I wasn't... It was kind of boring as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're a very creative person and yeah. then when you go in a non-creative industry like that, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I thought you I was know? like, it's time for a grown-up job. Yeah. It clearly wasn't time for a grown-up job. 
It's like so many people that are like lawyers and things like that and academics are like stand-up comics and all that. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a heap of them. Sean McAuliffe, the comedian, mm. he's, a, he's a lawyer by trade. Um, Andrew O'Keefe, if I'm allowed to say his name still after what's happened, he's uh, a he's a lawyer and he's a you know game show host and everything else. Was. So there's a heap of them. Yeah, was a game show. Yeah, well, Andy, uh, Andy, was Andy Lee's an accountant. Wasn't Is he? Yeah. Andy Lee's an accountant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I want him to do my accounts. He studied accounting. That's why they pay him out for being really organised all the time. <laughs> wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I did a similar thing. I worked in insurance. But did you? Yeah, you're not. You're Brisbane. young, though. Yeah, I am. You're like thanks. ten years younger than us. Well, very did you young. Really? Did you do insurance? <laughs> young. That's, that's. I'm not too like, young. Though. I, didn't, I didn't do it at twelve. That's what I want to focus crisis. on now. I want to focus on you doing insurance. Well, it was like in a call center in Brisbane. Yeah. And I lived in Brisbane. Um, I, it was there to like help people's insurance accounts, and then yeah. I ended up just talking about how their day was. <laughs> Oh, God. Did you, getting so, me out every you know, time. I'm so sorry you had to let that dog down. You're, you're the first person I know that's worked in a call centre that asked me this. When when they get the question saying that your call will be recorded for quality and insurance purposes or assurance purposes, do they critique you guys? Yeah. Do they, do they, they oh, take you away? Yeah. They sit wow. you in a room and they and they they play you back your caller with the person so yeah, it's and like tell an you how check. to improve. Yeah, it's like a radio <laughs> air check session. Yeah. With do they really? How often do they do this? One time they're like, how so, often? One time they're like, so how do you think about the caller? And I'm like, this is very on borderline of really what I want to get into. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, can we do like a promo in the middle of a? <laughs> yeah. A call? Can I? Can beat I beat the bomb? <laughs> beat the bomb in the middle. Of the, <laughs> do the secret sound in the middle of it. I'm, hey, giving, I'm, I'm giving away so, 20 grand today. Yeah, I'm so sorry about the roof that you've just lost, but hey, what do you think this sound is? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Callum Scott. 8.20 here at 92.9. JB for breakfast. Thanks so much to the team at Country Auto's GWM Havel, Bridge Street, West Tamworth. Chatting about career changes and a late career change. Have you maybe, I don't know, uh, been a receptionist for... 35 years and then went you know what i'm gonna be a counter-terrorism expert so you just go yeah or forensics or something like that because you watch too many episodes of csi and then you get a job as a forensic police specialist and realize uh, that's actually nothing of what i see on csi maybe you should have been an actor or an actress and then you could have been on csi and really had the fun of forensics you see um our very own olivia brand new journo to town and you've had a bit of a well i think it's a drastic career change i think you're thinking it's a drastic career change as well yeah definitely because tell us what you used to do um so i was actually a dental nurse you're a dental nurse prior to this for about 17 years and you did it in two countries as well you did it both here in australia and overseas in london yeah exactly so i i started when i was 15 15 and a half as a dental nurse yeah Left school. That's phenomenal. Um, really? Jumped straight into it, yeah. At 15? Mm-hmm. What made you want to be a dental nurse? Well, my sister was one at the time. Ah, okay. And she yep. was a bit older. Yep. And I was having like a hard time at school. Yep. Had a breakup. You yep. know, end of the world at 15. Yeah. 
So my mum gave me an option, get a job or go back to school. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got a job. Yeah, okay. And then after I moved back from the UK, I was just feeling really complacent. Yeah, um, yeah. There wasn't, I didn't really want to be a dentist. There was nowhere I could really go. Yeah. So I decided to go back to uni or uni for the first yeah. time because yeah. I actually never even got my VCE. Yeah. Um, like, is that the same in New South Wales? Uh, um. My end HSC. of school, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd never even yeah. done exams. Yeah. So going back to school to study a bachelor's in journalism yeah. was huge, scary. Yeah. Had to work full time as well as study yeah. full time, um, but it really paid off. And I think for anyone that is a mature age student or even just wanting to change their life and their career, it's so worth it. Yeah. You're never going to look back and be like, I wish I didn't do that. Yeah. No, I love it. That's, that's phenomenal. And so a dentist, dental nurse, that's different from being a dentist. Oh yes. Yeah. So the, you, you are like, you, you assist the dentist. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. I, so yeah. essentially you go to school still yes. to yeah. study it and yeah. do a certificate. Um, and then you, you basically run the show from behind the scenes yeah. so I was really fortunate over my years that I had built myself up to become a practice manager yeah so I'd done reception I'd done the back of house the accounting everything and then you can go to school for six to eight years and be yeah. a dentist yeah. um but you know it's a it is a really good career the yeah. dental career but I always tell people it's like a cult once you're in, it's hard to get out. <laughs> well, hey, you got out. I, you know what? And it only took me nearly two decades. Yeah, yeah. And I got out. How how long after you're a dental nurse did you finally go? This maybe isn't for me. Look, I'd like to say five days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, staring in people's mouths. No, you I know, I I'd loved laugh. it. Really? So passionate, so passionate about dental and oral health care. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, in our generation growing up with parents that weren't given the education. Yes. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it is about education. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have to tell you, the COVID pandemic yeah. changed a lot in yeah. healthcare. Yeah. And people are really mean at the dentist. Oh, I can imagine. And my best advice to anybody out there that's listening, please be nice to the staff at the dentist. I mean, because they put up with a lot. Everyone doesn't it's global that everyone hates going to the dentist hates and then you put a it. pandemic the on top of the it newsroom, and the stress and everything Foster. like that and it's not nice. Russia's it, you know, it's financial strain yes. it's, of Ukraine, um, but US dental president Joe Biden was an invasion mandated is in what they could do. Yeah. So yeah. The even the people with toothaches couldn't come in, yeah. let alone coming in for regular cleans. And all of a sudden the people at the desk are the problem when, you know, similar to retail hospitality, you're just doing your job. I've told this story on air before for plenty of times because between you and I, I, I'm very proud of this story. Um, When I was four, I went to get a filling at the dentist and I fell asleep in the chair. I fell asleep through the needle. I fell asleep through the whole procedure, everything. I've never been able to ask someone that works in the dentistry industry till now. Have you ever seen that happen? I have, oh. yes. <laughs> not not in children as much. Um, definitely not children I mean, it is so difficult. So I get so half I comm- a point. I do. Yeah, no, there we you go. get definite points for that. Um, but I've also seen adults have teeth taken out. Yeah. And other like root canals with no anesthetic. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. I had a root canal for the first time last year, and I've had I've had everything. Yeah. In the dental world. 
until I had a root canal and I was like, oh, I've done everything else. I'll be right with this. <laughs> that was horrible. A lot of people say that. That was horrible. I did not like it. It's, you know, not it's very uncomfortable bit. when the sheet they put over your mouth. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very, in- dentistry is invasive. Oh, totally. You know, it really, it's very vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's like anything really. I think when you work in the profession, it becomes second nature. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, we all got to brush our teeth, or at least the ones we yeah. want to keep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little dental joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Olivia, thank you so much. That's awesome. And we've got your uh, local news coming up real soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. And if you've got a, a bit of a, a late career change story for us, let us know now. 676-2299 or on our Facebook page. Love to hear from you. I'm Carlo Cavallaro, shop at any of my five IGA. That is Callum Scott. Where are you now? Of course, you're with 92.9. Late career change. Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, Kerry, she did 34 years of being a chef and then changed to office admin. Oh, nice. And oh, I'm, I imagine bought in some change. some mean, mean food for uh, for Friday lunches and stuff. I imagine as well, morning teas. Yeah, she's like Bring barbecue lunch from Friday. I got you, boo. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Fifteen years from Ben of managing transport and logistics to becoming an apprentice plumber. Nice. Wow, that's cool. Uh, Priz, two decades in payroll and HR. And then got into counselling and social work, got a bachelor degree at the age of 50 and currently working in mental health, but would love to get into counselling. Wow. There you go. That's cool. She's got dreams. He's my dad. My dad's 60. He's always been a mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't want to do a late career change now. I think it's too late, honestly. Become a chef chef or something like that. Oh, no, no. He always burns Uh, the barbecue. Oh, does he? Oh, okay. No, maybe not then. He comes like, Dad's dad's making a barbecue. I'm like, oh, no. Fire extinguisher. (laughs) Get the RFS around. I'm on standby. He comes up to you and he's like, I reckon childcare. I reckon I can do that. I can, uh, I can, I can that. He lets my daughter run, 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 run wild in the backyard, so yeah. probably not. <laughs> He'll get into the RS, RFS yeah. from all those years of putting out the barbecue that's burning down the That's true. Oh, my dad barbecue, he lit that on fire accidentally and it was like on fire. Yeah, yeah. And dad, oh, go, they... dad looks at it and goes, oh, I might just get a tea towel. I'm like, dad, it's on fire. <laughs> now, this is a guy that used to be in the fire and rescue for like <laughs> oh, no. five, oh, ten years. Oh, burning down. Let's just go wet a tea towel. <laughs> tea towel. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to like unplug the gas quickly and like throw it, otherwise it would have exploded. Wow. No, my dad's actually never set anything on fire. He just burns the meat. Yeah, okay, without fair enough. Fail. It's just no urgency. Not, not having a barbecue at your place. No. That's for sure. Quarter to nine, we'll have a chat about the Instagram pick of the week right after this from Maroon 5. Maroon 5 at 11 to 9, right here at 92.9. JB here this morning. Thanks, Country Autos. 50 bucks to give away to Bay Park Photo with our Instagram pick of the week this week. We're looking for buildings this week. Building snaps we want. Yes, we've got some fancy ones. I haven't seen any local buildings yet, though. Oh. Unless they've come in overnight. Yeah. Um, There was one from Bali. Barley buildings. Barley. There's another. Uh, is there another one from Nepal? I don't have it in front of me. I'm they'd looking have, for it right now on my phone. <laughs> they'd have to be New York. New York would have Someone to have some, some buildings sent through, buildings wouldn't they? Sure. Oh, they have. I just uh, made no. that up. That was a good no, guess. No. Oh, Kathmandu. That's the one that I was oh, like, Oh, Kathmandu. Wow. Melbourne Jail. What did they, did they take a photo of the shop? That's classic. No, it's the real, like, it's from, it's one of those temple things. I don't know, the 
someone did the War Memorial in Canberra. Yes, there's, uh, a, there's a lighthouse. We like lighthouses. A big church. That's at Armadale. So that's kind of local. local, sort of kind of. No, shout out to yeah. Armadale listeners. Yeah. Um, look, get us your building pics. We'd love to see those. Check them out for yourself too on our Instagram page, 929Tamworth, and get us those uh, photos using the hashtag 929Pick of the Week and 50 bucks at Bay Park Photo. could be yours with your best building pics. And by the way, as well, get us your lame tricks for awesome ticks as well. We oh, yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. going to be doing that later on today, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. going to show we'll you... all the lame tricks. Yeah, going to show you all our lame tricks, and then you can do your lame tricks when tickets are Nitro Circus. So please message those lame tricks through to us and details on the website as well and you can win tickets to Nitro Circus. Yeah. Real lame stuff. We want like... Lame. Yeah. Like Literally. F- flicking a... That's yeah. my trick. That's I just it. knocked over a Glen yeah. 20 can. I'm a lame person so me breathing. I mean, yeah. you're just existing. Oh, that's hard for myself. Yeah. <laughs> nine to I'm going to ring up and complain about myself. It's- 11 past 7 here at 92.9. Niall Horan and Anne-Marie there everywhere. Uh, Olivia from our local newsroom... Um, hello. Hello. Good morning. Um, look, I'm going to have to chat. I know you, it's a it's a topic you don't like to talk about, um, but occasionally I've got, well, I've got a long running segment here on this show. Okay. Which I think you'll love slash hate. Mm. Called "Don't Trust Snakes." Oh. Yeah, I don't like snakes. You don't like snakes. I know that. You you said that when I was um taking on the Tamworth tour last week and showing you around. Yes, that's right. I've never seen one and I'm petrified of them. But you haven't seen one. But you're no, still but pe- I've, I've envisioned them. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. And I've seen a lot of movies, like Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, and Anaconda. Yes. And all those, yeah, horrible yes. movies. Well, we do Don't Trust Snakes on the show. We've been doing it for sort of three and a half, four years now because we've come to the realisation that you can't trust them because they pop up in the most dodgy places where you don't expect a snake to be. Kind like, of like people. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> um, you, you get them like, you know, they're hiding in the bottom of bins. We've had them in people's showers. Why are you We've, telling me this? I just moved here. <laughs> no, no, these, these are global stories. These aren't oh, local. Okay. Don't worry. You haven't, okay. you haven't reached like the hub of all things snakes. I've heard of a snake um, in the toilet. Yeah, snakes in the toilet. We've covered off them. We had, and this, I think this is where Don't Trust Snakes came from. There was a school over in Western Australia oh. where kids were getting bitten by snakes in the playground but they couldn't find the snakes. There was three kids that reportedly had bite marks on their legs. Really? From from snakes. They went to the hospital and the doctors were oh, like, they yeah, can, they're, it was they're confirmed they're it wasn't yeah. just kids yeah, fighting each no, other. No, no. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Close call. Yeah. Well, you never know with kids, do you? Yeah. And um yeah, and they couldn't they couldn't find the snake anywhere. Did like, they know what type of snake it was? It wasn't venomous. Oh, okay, because, lucky. Yeah, obviously kids are still alive and healthy. Well, and, well oh, that was my next question. Things well. And they're from WA too, so the kids never got COVID either. Oh, so, dub- so doubly safe them there. Them kids are blessed. Um, so, the, see, that's why you can't trust them. You can't trust snakes at all because they'll be everywhere. Yeah. And I am already. I saw a snake yesterday on social media and she had wrapped it around her hair like a hair tie. 
Oh. I don't know if anyone else saw that, but I saw it on social media yesterday. Is it a python? Yeah, type, but like a it? mini python. Yeah, so okay. She did have a lot of hair. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And right. I saw it, and then last night, funny you say that, going to sleep, I was dreaming no. of snakes. Oh. Do you want me to continue with this story then? Sure. Okay. Cool. Let's jump into okay. it. A large python was found slithering in a trash can outside a barber shop. In, uh, in Sydney, in Paddington, Benny Eisman, an amateur animal rescuer dubbed the accidental hepatologist, rescued the diamond python after members of the public spotted it in the trash can outside his barber shop. Diamond pythons are native to Australia, but it's unusual to see one inside the city. It was more than likely an abandoned pet or had slithered out of someone's bedroom. Uh, the snake was turned over to Sydney Wildlife Rescue and the reptile would be treated by vi- uh, the vet for minor injuries. What injuries did it get? How did it get in? Maybe slithering to the bin or something. Um, see, that's why you can't trust him. The you snake go... had injuries. Yeah, the sna- well, minor injuries. It's alive and well. It's all okay. Maybe it got some scratches well, or something Sydney, on it. So, so well, yeah, exactly. could have rolled the on s- anything. The snake's got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the snake's got Omicron. I um, I see. That's why you can't trust him. You go to put something in the rubbish bin. Surprise. And, you know, snake in the bin. But who keeps a snake as a pet? Lots of people. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. feel like these people are myths. No, no, they're real. No, we've got them here in Tamworth. Don't you worry about that. We've had phone calls no. over the years of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Can't trust them. Oh, I've God. I've got you over to my doctrine now, haven't I? I'm, I am, like, sitting here, like, speechless. I'm scared of who I'm going to meet in Tamworth now. <laughs> it's all okay. Welcome to town, Olivia. Yeah, yay. Quarter past seven at 92.9. Bruce Logan, Director of Water and Waste at Tamworth Regional Council, joins me for a chat this morning. Bruce, how are you? Morning, JB. How are you? Yeah, really well, really well. Thank you so much for your time. You guys at Tamworth Regional Council are running a sustainability strategy. This is uh, now open and being conducted over the phone and online. What are the aims of this uh, this survey, Bruce? So we've had... Uh, Council's had a sustainability strategy for the last three years, um, um, and that was sort of targeting um, sustainability or conservation of water, reducing our waste and also reducing Council's energy um, consumption and perhaps looking at other ways that we, you know, solar and that sort of thing for Council's uh, own energy. What we're doing is uh, the, we're getting a new sustainability strategy together and the survey is part of that. We're asking the community just how important is sustainability to them and what items do they think that we should be looking at. Should we stick to water, waste and energy or should we broaden it? Or And so that's what we're trying to do, get some community feedback before we adopt a new strategy. Yeah, fantastic. This is open through till Wednesday, the 23rd of February. So next, you've got about a week left to, to complete this one and you can do it online through the Tamworth Regional Council uh, website. Is this, is it, you, you said that you've had this for the last three years. Is this something that council goes back and reviews every couple of years, Bruce? Yeah, so we so we set up a sustainability group within the council about four years ago, and we and we got a strategy together and said, well, this is where we'd like to go with our uh, sustainability uh, actions, and that we put that in place for three years, and we think uh, obviously we've got to review that, and we want to get a new uh, direction, and we want to make sure that that's 
in accord with what the community wants us to do. So, so yes, so there's an opportunity. You might be rung uh, through the phone survey or you can uh, log on and go to the council's website and do the survey uh, online. And I imagine in that three years, so a lot's changed in that whole uh, whole sector with water and waste and sustainability in three years, so it's probably good to get some good views again. Absolutely. That's what we're interested in. It's a bit of a moving feast. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, community, I think, community's views about sustainability have changed, and, uh, and we're trying to uh, make sure we understand what the community's views are before we adopt a strategy that reflects those views. What's the time frame once the survey closes of them then being adopted from council by the end of the year oh no we will we will um we will look aim to have the survey in place uh, earlier than that but so we'll get the the results of the survey we'll formulate a strategy we'll go back to the elected councillors um and and discuss that with them and uh and get their input into into where they think we should be going and uh and then the Saturday will be formally reported to council at a meeting for, and it will be put on public display for another four weeks or thereabouts and then after that consider any further submissions and then if council wants to, they can adopt the strategy and away we go. Fantastic. All the details on the Tamworth Regional Council website, tamworth.nsw.gov.au and that one's open till next Wednesday. Bruce Logan, thank you so much for your time. Great to have a chat. Thank you. Thanks very much. See you not, later. Not a drum rattle. Bruce Logan there, the Director of Water and Waste at Tamworth Regional Council. 7.45, that is our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break. This is Walker Hayes and Fancy Like on this Wednesday at 92.9 and JB for breakfast.